welcome to the Caffeinated Piggy Podcast. I am your host, Piggy, and I am extremely caffeinated. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for joining me today. I have been on more than a bit of a hiatus, and that's because I got stuck. I wasn't sure where I wanted to turn this podcast to, and... um, I did know that I want to do the podcast because, well, I just enjoy doing it, but I I wanted to do something with it that would be positive with this world. And sometimes that can be as simple as doing comical little funny laws posts like I've done and funny criminals posts, but um, Sometimes it needs to be a little more serious and sometimes we need to realize mental health issues that are out there. I've spent the last few years really diving into what mental health means and what uh, mental health support means and what it looks like to get support for mental health issues, as well as what it looks like to get diagnosis for neurodivergencies. And I want to take time to share some of that with you. And I want to take time to highlight people who have experienced and struggled with mental health issues in the past. So, um, and I also want to take time and highlight those caretakers of those people who struggle with mental health issues. I feel like that is something that is important that we normally just skim over in life. It's like, When we were kids, how our parents informed us about sex and they just kind of left us to our own devices where um, we were learning things from our friends, which wasn't always accurate information and sex was a bad word. I, I feel like we need to do what we've done more modernly with sex, but with neurodivergencies, um, We need to make it so that depression is not a bad word and that we understand that sometimes you can't just put on your big girl panties and get over things. Sometimes you have to actually just take a day to nap. Sometimes you have to actually just take a day to self-care and that self-care looks like reclusing from other people. And that's, that's what I want to dive into with this podcast. I hope that With this podcast, I can do something positive and be a light in the world and um, shine a light on the fact that neurodivergencies don't have to be a bad word. Depression does not have to be a bad word. Um, Mental health issues do not need to be bad words. They do not need to have stigmas attached to them. There are some amazing people in this world with bipolar disorder who they function just fine. And some of that is through the help of a doctor and a counselor and medicine. And uh, sometimes we just need to realize, just like sometimes a person is born without a finger, sometimes a person is born without the chemicals that make their brain do exactly what a neurotypical person's brain does. And that's not a bad thing. But it's something that 
should be embraced and we should learn more about so that we are not scared of it. One of the best resources that I have found during my whole time at looking into what mental health means and looking into different neurodivergencies and uh, mental health disorders, which are not the same thing. I want to clarify, I'm not saying they are the same thing. Um, But one resource I found that has been extremely helpful has been NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And um, they are out there educating people about mental illnesses, sharing what people with mental illnesses would have you to know about their particular um, mental illness. And they're out there just sharing statistics. And um, I do want to take some time and just kind of go over some of these statistics that NAMI has gathered. Um, Beginning with one in five U.S. adults experience mental illness each year. And one of one in twenty of those U.S. adults experience serious mental illness. Youth, one in six youth ages six to seventeen will extend to, will experience a mental health disorder each year. And then uh, I found this really fascinating. Mental health, mental illness affects forty four percent of LGBTQIA plus adults. Um, of mixed multiracial adults, 22% of white adults, 19% of American Indian or Alaskan Natives, 18% of Latinx adults, 17% Native Hawaiian or other Pacific Islander adults, 18% of Black adults, and 14% of Asian adults. Um, Anxiety disorder is annually prevalent. among 48 million people. Major depressive depressive episode is 19.4 million people. Post-traumatic stress disorder is 9 million people. Bipolar is 7 million people. Borderline personality disorder is is estimated at 3.5 million people affected by it yearly. Obsessive compulsive disorder is estimated at 3 million people affected by it yearly. Um, and schizophrenia is estimated at 1.5 million people being affected by that yearly. Um, those are just kind of some stats that let you know that mental health issues is not that uncommon. It's something that we should be aware about. And it is something that we should care about. And the organization of NAMI itself started as a small group of families gathered around a kitchen table in 1979. It is now the nation's largest voice on mental health. Um, Today, NAMI is an alliance of more than 600 affiliates who work in local communities to raise awareness and um, bring support to uh, people and education to people that was not previously there for those who needed it. They are the resource to go to whenever you're facing a diagnosis for a mental health disorder um, or when a loved one is facing a diagnosis. This uh, 
definition that I pulled up from them came straight from the NAMI website. So I want to make sure that I do give them credit. They are the people who work to listen to, to advocate for, to provide education and public awareness for um, individuals as well as their families that are affected by mental health issues. And um, so, yeah, I just, I will shamelessly plug them and support them for until they prove otherwise. Um, if you want to learn more about them, you can find out more about them at nami.org. That's N-A-M-I dot org. In this episode, I would like to highlight one of the mo- more common mental health disorders, which is PTSD, also known as post-traumatic stress disorder. It's a, um, as defined by the Mayo Clinic, it is a mental health condition that is triggered by a terrifying event, um, either can be done by experiencing or witnessing it. Um, And there are so many people who have experienced PTSD and so many people who um, struggle with it daily. PTSD is not a disorder that should come with shame or should come with um, any kind of stigma to it. Originally, PTSD was thought of as a soldier's mental disorder that came from soldiers seeing horrible things in the field. And while that's true, soldiers are often faced with PTSD. Anybody can experience PTSD, and it really just comes from seeing terrible things happen or having terrible things happen to you. Um, Inspire Malibu wrote an article where they highlighted seven celebrities who struggle with PTSD. Um, Wobby Goldberg is on that list, along with um, Monica Sells, who is a professional tennis player. And she began struggling with PTSD after she was stabbed during a match in 1993. Um, Mick Jagger, he developed PTSD after his girlfriend committed suicide. Um, Daryl Hammond, who is a famous Saturday Night Live comedian, he um, was severely abused as a child and now has PTSD. Former First Lady Jackie Kennedy, she had PTSD from being with her husband when he was assassinated. Um, Alanis Morissette, she she suffered PTSD because of her rise to fame from the album Jagged Little Pill. Um, And then there's Barbara Streisand who um, took a 30-year hiatus after a um, performance in Central Park when she forgot the lyrics. And um, some of these things, they, they don't seem like they would be that traumatic to you, but you don't know how your brain is going to react to something. And um, 
I can tell you from abuses during my childhood, I struggle with PTSD sometimes. And the things that you would think would have caused the PTSD isn't what caused it, but smaller things. And it seems silly and it seems so stupid to me whenever I'm talking to someone about my PTSD, but um, it's there and it's valid. And it is from being treated all shitty like as in my youth. And um, then continuing to be treated shitty like in my early adulthood that has just pressed upon the, uh, not pressed upon, but compounded the symptoms of PTSD. And I, I find that it is something that I struggle with from time to time. But fortunately, I have an amazing support system that helps me deal with those after effects. The thing about PTSD is that you never know how it's going to affect you. You never know what would trigger or create PTSD in you until you're experiencing it. And it looks different for everybody. I am pretty fortunate with mine in that it just comes in the form of insomnia and nightmares as well as um, flashbacks and uh, mistrust. And so that's while those aren't amazing, that it's still pretty mild to what other people end up feeling. Um, and I mean, there's a whole list of different symptoms that you can find at the Mayo Clinic or WebMD or wherever. But if it's something that you feel you have, you definitely need to consult your doctor about it. I share these facts and statures with you to let people see what PTSD looks like, not to diminish one person's experience over another. And I share it with you not to be like, well, I'm doing okay, ha ha ha, or whatever. But it is to be like, hey, I, I have struggled with this. I've dealt with this in the past and I've gotten help with it. I sought counseling and I've sought out, um, support networks and support groups and I reach out whenever I've needed help and I have an amazing spouse in eggs who knows me so incredibly well that he can now see my red flags of when my PTSD is bothering me and he has learned to help me through it and I recognize that not everybody can be that lucky but if you struggle with PTSD, even if the trigger from it, if what started the whole shebang seems like something so minute that you should be, a, that you feel that there should be shame in having those issues with post-traumatic stress disorder, I implore you to get help. Get the diagnosis, seek out counseling, if medication is needed to deal with the anxiety, seek out the medication. Whatever you have to do to get help, get help. Finally, I want to leave you with this. If you are overwhelmed, if you are feeling pressed down, if you are feeling like you cannot move on anymore, then please reach out for help. Call a trusted loved one. 
call your local mental health hospital. Call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Their number is 800-273-8255. Reach out to somebody, anybody, and get the help that you need because you are worth it. Um, And if you are one of those people who experience phone anxiety, reach out to them at suicidepreventionlifeline.org and you can talk to somebody there. You don't have to talk on the phone. I hope everybody has a wonderful day. I hope you have the day that you deserve and I hope you know that I love you. you so much for joining me today. You can find more about mental health disorders and PTSD from NAMI.org. You can find out more about PTSD from the Mayo Clinic, from WebMD, um, and from your doctor. And always, always, always reach out to somebody when you feel that you're drowning.